Hello, and welcome to the Get Snatty Podcast. My guest today is Tara Rule. Tara is a filmmaker, an activist, an influencer, or as I say, contentfluencer, and a painter, and a ferret owner. What did I, what did I leave out? Filmmaker? I think you got Fil- that. I, I think I led with filmmaker. I think you did, so I think that's everything. I think we're, I think that's everything. How do you feel about the the word influencer? Um, I don't know. I've thought about it lately, actually, because I think there is a certain stigma attached to the term influencer. Um, and I feel like it's interesting because I don't necessarily think it's bad. But I think we're seeing a shift in wh- what it means to influence. And I think that's important. Like... I know a lot of people, influencers, you think of, like, people selling you a product. Well, and you think of the, I, the 2013 Instagram correct. hot chick in Ugg boots drinking mocha yes. lattes. Yes. That's what I think of, but, you know, I know that's kind of an outdated way to look at it. Um, especially things are more gearing towards, like, de-influencing, right? Because people are just sick of these really outward displays of wealth where people are like oh look at me on my i saw one today look at me on my private jet and i was like i just contact we not yeah we don't do that (laughs) and you're a great person to ask about this i always wonder about like how do you describe yourself without sounding how do you subscribe describe what you do and i'm like asking you for my own edification how do you describe what you do um without being either falsely modest or Mm -hmm. wildly conceited because it's it's very, very, it's a very fine line. It is. Um, the way I've been describing it lately is um, that I'm an activist and I use my platform as a way to share my experience, make it more relatable for others. Um, and I use film to give people a new perspective on things that need social change in the world. So I kind of like wrap in there that I have a platform. I kind of wrap in there that I am a filmmaker, but I do it in a way that's, because that's really what I'm doing at the end of the day. I'm just trying to draw attention to stuff, you know? Well, once you say activist, a lot of like the, oh, that's okay then. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, for I, I for a myriad of reasons, I, I don't have, I have very little interest in being a quote activist other than being visible. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we need activists. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting you down or, or like. No, 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 no. I mean, that's the most important. T- I mean, you're, that is what it's like being visible, right? Being out there, people seeing you and getting to know you, and it, you know, it might change people's minds about certain preconceived notions they have. What I mean to say though is like people like oh oh you're an activist, so they're like even a lot of the people who might say like because there's this weird like there's this weird thing a, a lot of the whenever you see like so-and-so platform shutting down. I saw it with OnlyFans and then I saw it like with TikTokers. Like it's very, a very common comment in comment section is, oh, guess you're going to have to go get a real job now. And I feel like, I feel like the people who would type that after they heard the word activist would just be like, oh no, that's okay. That's good. Yeah. Keep on, keep on doing it. That's one of the reasons I say it, to be honest with you. Maybe I should do that. No, I'm being so honest. That's, because when I think, if I'm being honest with you, like when I think of activists, right, because that, that word almost used to turn me off in a way because I, I had a very specific type of person in mind, um, a very like aggressive type of person in my head that, um, you know, wasn't very relatable 
and that was just my experience with people I met who were self-proclaimed activists, right? But I call myself an activist. Yeah, because I mean, I am doing activism, but like, really, it does kind of make it, quote, okay. Oh, well, what she's doing is okay, because she's, it's for a bigger cause. Me, I mean, anyone can do something for a bigger cause, and they don't have to be considered an activist, but you're absolutely right. It, it makes it, it okay. It makes it less frivolous in the minds exactly. of, of the people who would write, oh, guess the OnlyFans slut's going to have to get a real job now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. And you know, the, the, the reason I ask about like the influencer thing is because it's almost like a dirty word. word. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Tara, um, yeah. how did you get into, A, how did you get into filmmaking? And you talk about that. And then how did that, this is, is going to be a long answer, I'm just going to sit back. And then how did that dovetail into uh, content fluencing? Um, I always was in front of the camera. Uh, when I was younger, I did theater. I always wanted to be an actress. And in my you know late teens, early 20s, I was starting to act in film, commercial, stuff like that. And then I got very sick. So I had to take a long break because of my health. And then... In 2019, I decided that I wanted to try to get back into acting, and I was experiencing a great deal of stage fright because I wasn't confident that I was as good at acting as I was prior to the brain damage that happened to which, me. Which when was I had cephalitis. the stage fright was new to you? Yeah, I never had it before. Okay. I was just um, not confident in my abilities because I wasn't. I was like newly, you know, I just kind of like got more comfortable learning to walk without a wheelchair or without crutches. I was still very not sure where I was cognitively. Right. Which I was fine, but I, I wasn't sure of that. So, you know, I went to a few auditions and stuff and I, I bombed. I've never bombed an audition, but I mean, I was like shaking up there and I was like talking being like this. It was really weird for me because I've never been like that. So I made a few little videos on, I got an iPhone. I had just a regular phone. I got an iPhone, one of the, like, I think it was the 10. And I just made a couple little videos on it. And one of my friends who's a filmmaker was like, you have a good eye. Would you ever want to do, like, cinematography? And I was like, maybe. So they, my friends hired me to be a camera person on a feature film. And I immediately became obsessed with being behind the camera. I loved it. I was just like, this is so cool and it wasn't even my vision right I was just filming for someone else and I just got addicted to it I like a lot of creative things I like art I like music but I never felt I found that thing that I was like this is the thing that I've been waiting to find and I was just like trying to make all these films on my own and I always wanted to do a documentary it seemed kind of difficult but I feel like just kind of documenting my experience which that I'm going through right now with, um, you know, my health and the healthcare system and all of that. I have just been documenting my experience in real time. I find that, uh, if I may interject, I find what you've been dealing with, with the medical industry right now, very, uh, inspiring is the wrong word, but I'm glad like you're doing that. And I'm glad you're like, uh, it's kind of been like a real time, uh, example of, of how bad the healthcare system is in this country. Yeah. Um, you know, someone said, a friend of mine from England, he was talking about the Affordable Care Act, and he's saying, you guys have found a way to merge the worst parts of socialized medicine with the worst parts of, of uh, private medicine. Mm-hmm. Bravo. Yeah. It was, I, I, didn't have, I didn't have a good answer for that. I was like, oh. 
Anyway, right. anyway, go on. <clears throat> um, yeah, I've just been kind of documenting my experience in real time, which, you know what's so interesting is, I mean, you know this because you and I met through TikTok, mm. and I was just, you know, oh, having fun painting portraits, <laughs> and that's how we met, and I remember during that time, I was terrified to tell anyone I had any health struggles. I did not want anyone to know that about me, because I felt people knowing I had a disability, people knowing I struggled with my health would make it so that I'm, I don't get opportunities because people wouldn't think I'm up for the challenge. But it's interesting because now it's kind of the best of both worlds. And now I'm just working on a documentary series regarding what I'm going through with the healthcare industry. So in your mind's eye, you had expected the the person to blow up to be the person on stage behind camp without not the real person in other words the, the person you present there's a yeah. weird you know kind of a beautiful irony to that i would say nina my dog's dreaming oh that's so cute i can hear her um we love by the way speaking of nina we lo- obviously we love the painting which you can see behind oh, us yeah. but we have we have the the pencil drawing of nina framed <laughs> It's such an amazing likeness just done through through ink. We, we, I mean, I obviously... And the thing is with that painting, I'll put a little clip. The, the, as much as I loved that painting, I loved the TikTok around it so, so much. I was like... And it, like, it's a, such a weird thing, but like, like, what do I care? I was like angry that it wasn't viral, not because... Not because Josh and me were in it, but because I thought it was like so well edited and like funny... I was like, why isn't oh, thank it? You. Um, which actually reminds me of another thing I'll ask you. Anyway, uh, go on. Um, yeah, so I'm just kind of like integrating everything, right? Um, together. And, well, you you can't discount the uh, the the ferret the ferret mania. <laughs> that was. You've lived so many so many uh, content creator lives in the last six months. <laughs> I know, right? That was honestly so disheartening that whole experience because I remember first of all I thought it was so cool that you and Josh even saw the painting I did because I was like such I mean I still am such a fan of the both of you that it was like the coolest thing to see that you know you two even like responded I was like literally just so excited and it's that's what I love about you know something I love about TikTok is you get to make friends and meet people that you're like oh this person is so amazing I wish I could get to know them and you can um the ferret thing with the ferret dancing video, that was, I think, I was pretty chronically offline for a very long time. And it was my first time coming back to the internet. It was like wildly viral. I think it got like 28 million views or something. Um, yeah, it was a, as I call it, a monster. It was huge. And, you know. Like I truly saw, viral. Like, when, like truly viral means people on other platforms see it. Yes. really it was the first time I, I remember like being so excited and I woke up and I said you your account has been banned due to community guidelines violations and I remember the first thing I did is I contacted you and I was hysterically crying to send you voice messages what do I do what have I done wrong and it was the first time I realized like oh my gosh this is so not within our control because I didn't violate any guidelines it was my favorite dancing <laughs> right it, it, it's it's a, we'll get to this later but it's a neat trick how with the the TikTok ban restrict app. Now I, I find myself like being the greatest defender of, 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 of this app. Which, I know. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the, the, the thing is, I, I, I was going to go to this later, but it's actually perfect. You mentioned, like, the, the thing with that, that ferret video, you, you worry is, like, do I have to be the ferret girl now? Because I've, I've got, you got, you know, I don't know what, you got 30,000 followers in, in a couple of days. And, like, and they, like, they want ferret content. Which is not what I, I'll speak for you here. Like, like I know for a fact you don't want to be the ferret girl. No, um, I don't. <laughs> the ferret girl I on don't. That's not what I wanted. Um, and, and especially this is something Josh struggles with a little more than me because um, I was a musician, and so like right, yeah. my like the only thing that ever mattered to me in terms of like me the artist was, was singing songs, mm-hmm. and otherwise it's like. I'm willing to capitalize on, on my looks or my charm or whatever. And like, there's not, there's a frivolous isn't the word, but like, I don't like have a, all that much to say, quite frankly, as an artist, if it's not like with a with a piano or a guitar. Um, but even still, like it's sometimes with TikTok, especially you get rewarded for kind of lowest common denominator content. Um, and and like stuff that you you here's how it is. stuff that you're not especially proud of does very very well and those the, the, and folks to be fair those ferret videos were great it had every like it was just like had everything yeah. about it was what like a viral video should be um, so I'm not like the, the you know what I'm saying um, yeah. you you'll get rewarded for for stuff that's not. Um, you know, artistically fulfilling as an artist and then stuff that you put your heart and soul into or like is meaningful to you kind of flops or, or, or whatever, at least comparatively. And you know, I, I guess in your case, like, um, cause I would say like maybe that, that viral video, like the, the, the ferret video got you like a big following, but you, the, the medical stuff kind of, um, got you like, an audience, if that makes sense, definitely like a, yeah. su- a sustainable audience where sustainable. you're where you're yes. where you're doing something that like isn't like you know you know I'm gonna lip sync a sound and it'll go viral for because it offends or makes people laugh yada 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 right exactly <laughs> um you are a TMZ contributor. Yeah. Anymore, but yeah, you, you have been in the past. Yeah. So all that is is you. They call you up and you just shoot the shit about news stories. Mm-hmm. Talk talk yeah, about dream so jobs. For you. Kind of, because like I'm I'm like I, I always think like my it, making it for me. If if like I'm not going to be Paul McCartney because I can't sing anymore. So making it for me would probably be like talk show. Or just something. Oh, I got you. I can get you on TMZ next week. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. obviously, obviously, no, uh, no promises. But if you write an email, if you don't mind, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Um. Oh, now I'm, I'm like, I'm dumbstruck. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> You'd be great on there. It's you know, I the reason I don't do it so much. I was doing it every now and again, just kind of like I thought it was a funny bit, right? Um, because in all reality, you were good on it too, because I've seen clips. You. I'm not a pop culture person. Um, I'm not. I don't. Know, so like, you know, they would call me up and be like, "Hey, here is your topic," and I would literally have to look up half of the people I was talking about. I did not know what was going on half the time. Um, 
I guess the only reason I haven't been doing it so much anymore, A, I've been busy, and B, I just don't, I don't know, I, I don't ever want to be, like, caught in a conversation, like, with their banter back and forth. I make sure to just be nice and neutral. Right. And I don't want to get caught in a banter, because their banter is not nice a lot of the time, and I don't want to get caught in the middle of that and not really know what to say. That's the only reason I haven't really been doing it, to be honest. As you were, as you were saying that, what a the thing I would dislike about that, but I will totally do it if they'll have me. Um, the thing I would dislike, I, I am very careful not to, and one thing I'm proud of for whatever success I've had, like along the way, I made a point never to like start shit with other people. Right. Even like there's, I see shit that I find highly objectionable. I just keep going. I don't like stop mm-hmm. and like, and say, fuck you. Um, and you know, and even like sometimes it's my inclination. Maybe it's New Jersey. Me, I, I'm someone who likes to clap back at people. But then I'll like think like if I insult this person on this thing, these you know there might be two thousand people who follow me, who I like and want to feel good would feel bad about themselves if I did that. So yeah. I don't know. But then again, like it, it, a skill I've had to hone is like being funny without like necessarily going there. So I could do that on on TMZ. Yeah, I was just gonna say that you're very good at you know keeping it civil while still making a comment on something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I see that a lot in you, so that, I think you would do great on it. Plus, you're hilarious, and you're quick, so. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, what's next for Tara Rule? At the moment, I am... Fingers crossed, no promises. See, I don't like to... I don't like to say things that aren't a sure thing, because it's, I don't want to be one of those people that are like, oh, this could happen, but... What is currently happening is when I went to South by Southwest to speak... Oh, yeah. I met with a producer for MTV Documentary Films. Oh, cool. And we are, we've been in contact and I'm meeting with him next week to discuss the docuseries I've been putting out on my YouTube because he would be, we were talking about the possibility and like no promises, who knows, but of, you know, having it be just a film instead of a series and have it done through MTV Documentary Films, which would be, super cool but again it's still just something we're talking about let me let me uh let me quickly apologize because as a former musician and as a current contemplancer i've learned the hard way like never say shit about what you got in the pipe because everything always for instance josh and i just got photographed for cosmo and it was supposed to be in print and i told i told my sister oh it's going to be in print then the last minute it's just online and like that that happens all the time so yes um I should have said, what are you interested in pursuing in the future instead of like, so what's next? Because I hate that. It, there's two sides to that, though, because like as a as an artist, you someone told me this. One, it's a Will Rogers quote, but it's it's don't worry what anyone thinks about you because they never yeah. do. Um, it's like you, you tell someone you're going to do something and then it doesn't pan out. It's not like they're going to be like at most they'll spend five seconds being like, huh. right. But it's right. not like they're, it's not like there's like gonna call their friends up to, and like have like a and there's part of like the uh, I'm sure this is something we we have in common like part of whatever it is that makes us want to be on camera or whatever is the assumption that like people are talking about us or, or want to yeah. see us. Um, that said, like you know, sorry I, I put you in the. No, no, I think it's fine because honestly, for me, it's cool. It's good enough for me that he saw the trailer and was like, 
I'm interested in even talking to you about. That's cool enough for me, even if nothing comes of it. That's well, very... If nothing comes of it, he'll, like, tell his friend about it. And, like, if MTV Documentaries is interested... Right. So, <laughs> someone else is going to we'll, be interested. We'll see. At the moment, I am working on... Um, Kind of, I'm kind of in a waiting game right now with the situation I have going on with the hospital because I'm trying to do some, you know, disability rights things that fall within my personal experience with the hospital system. But I'm kind of in a waiting game right now. I'm waiting for the state of New York to make their decision um, about, you know, what went down. Um no. Because that's going to dictate which path I take moving forward for trying to, you know, get new legislation in there. And otherwise, I'm trying, I'm trying to save up money and I'm trying to move. I realized going to Florida for a month and then going to Texas for South by Southwest for a month and really everything going to shit. I mean, my mom had a stroke. I couldn't get my medication because there was a medication shortage. I had to deal with all the stuff with the state of New York. I was horrifically stressed. And I had never been so scared in my life because my mom is my best friend. And in the same breath, I was significantly calmer and better, even health-wise, being away from where I live now. And it made me realize, like, I am profoundly unhappy where I am. And I need to move. Um, well, I'm sold. You should definitely move. <laughs> where, where are you thinking to, of going? Um, I would... I need to go somewhere warm because my health does better. Um, you know, higher pressure systems are usually better for me. Um, these like really intense temperature fluctuations are not great for me. Um, I do want to check out the West Coast. Obviously, as somebody in the entertainment industry, I want LA. In no universe could I afford Los Angeles at this point in time, but I am thinking somewhere on the West Coast, desert, because when I was in Texas, well, when you I say like a million bucks, just quickly. You say you can't afford L.A.? Like, L.A.'s big. And, like, maybe right. you can't afford Santa Monica, but you could afford, like, Chatsworth or some shit. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule out... Don't let... I, I, as someone who's lived in L.A. and lived in New York, L.A. is wildly cheaper. Even, even, like, really. even with cars. And plus, like, are you, if you're willing to commute, like, there's Orange County, there's, like, Southern California's... What I always say about Southern California... Have you been there? Have you, there. have you ever been to northern New Jersey? Yeah. Okay. Southern California is like northern New Jersey with palm trees. It's just okay. unending strip malls. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't rule it out, but <clears throat> that's exciting to uh, to want to move. Yeah. You, and I mean, we kind of have to. Like, my mom and I... Are both being punished by the local medical system. I am blessed to have a phenomenal primary care provider right now who is not affiliated with the hospital system. He's part of he was part of NYU, but we, you know, this whole issue I've been having with this hospital system, we, it's not good. We don't have healthcare at right. the moment. Like we've gotten blacklisted from a lot of places. I know people are like that doesn't happen. Well, I thought it doesn't happen either, but yes, it does. Um, and not only that, but like, we're, how do you trust it? Right. How do you trust it when you know, like, the place has a monopoly over all of the other um, medical establishments in the area? <clears throat> so, we are looking at 
moving. I think my family and I all need kind of a change. She lives separately from me, but um, I would I would like to move. I'm not happy where I am. I have a lot of anxiety here. I think I just have a lot of bad memories. That's exciting that your your mom would would move with you, because what 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 made me leave. California. I lived in California for a year, and the reason I came back was because <clears throat> not just my mom, but like my nephews were like three years old, and it's like well, I, I got to get out of here before like it gets my I meet someone or I get a job, basically. Right. Um, yeah. So like taking like family with you removes like the biggest danger of of quote the geographical cure. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Right. Yeah. Um, and I have a small family. It's my mom, and my stepdad. That's it. Three of us. So here's another question. Um, Tara also uh, was an activist against Planet Fitness and their very predatory, very, very predatory uh, quitting policy. What is the person who white knights in the comment section for Planet Fitness, the corporation, have in common with the person who white knights for bad medical bureaucrats? Um, What's with these people? Um, in my opinion, yeah, they are doing something they shouldn't be doing. They have something to hide. That is my honest, honest answer. Because when it comes to you know people who have even worked for Planet Fitness as a corporation, being like, yeah, no, this this is predatory. That's fine. When it comes to people in my comment section, especially if they're healthcare workers, being like, this is you know you're the problem. Every single time you know you look into these people, they've got skeletons in their closet that have not been revealed to the world yet or oftentimes they have ones that have been revealed to the world like they have criminal records they not saying there's anything wrong with people having a criminal record but like you know specific to what they're doing there's a lot of projection there you know what i'm saying that's Usually, interesting like, that's, uh, that's what i found across uh, the board i asked that question expecting to get like a pithy joke but you gave me <laughs> something you, you gave me something like kind of profound actually i think you're right and that reminds me of like very often you'll get hi Nina oh say hi Nina <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's so cute here's uh, Andy Richter to my Conan Nina the so cleaner. cute very often I'll get the comment people will want to defend their their poor behavior online with mm-hmm. well you're the one who put your shit online so therefore you deserve it and it's like I always think like two types of people say that one, someone who wants an excuse for their for their horror behavior, and B, this is kind of rude, but it's true. B, a person who's trying to get an audience who doesn't have one, who wishes they had strangers saying yeah. mean things to them. Uh, yeah, there's a girl I used to be friends with, and her ba- like, she, no one cares about her because she's mean. She's a mean person. People <laughs> would care about her, but she's very, very mean, and she pushes everyone away. And her big thing is always like. Yeah, I got all these people talking bad about me online in my comment section. It's like, you have one like on your video and it's from you. Like, you would have more likes or people interacting if you didn't push everyone away. But it's always people who want to, yeah, you're right, be important enough to have people talking bad about them. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Which, like, is not a flex. And I don't care how strong you are. It it sucks. Like, it, it, it makes me feel angry sometimes. I'll read a comment and it's like... But half the time, you, I know you've experienced this too, when people are asking you questions, they're either asking you a question and they want an answer, or they're just asking you a question because they want to try, and even if you answer the question, well, what about this? It's never enough. They have a narrative in their head, and they just want to be aggravating because they want attention, and it's like, 
you learn the. It's funny you you develop a sixth sense for what even a even a rude question like they're like people can sincerely and with good intention ask rude questions. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure we've both done it. Um, you learn real quick the difference between someone being sincere and someone just trying to, to push your buttons. But, like, yep. and, like, you, you said it, like, you can be as strong as you want, but of course it affects anybody. Um, one thing I, I've said to Josh, and I'll say it to you, is, like, if any of us ever were to become, like, truly, like, famous famous, mm-hmm. um, already have, like, a crash course and like, in like what it's like for to have strangers say horrible things about you, and you know what gets me more than people just being mean or, or saying like oh you're, a, you know in my case you're a predator or you're evil or whatever, when people like make shit up, for whatever reason that that gets me more than than, I'm uh, I'm, and I don't know why. I think it's because they're. And not that anything is justified, right? But, like, in my case, for instance, right? Like, I have, you know, health issues, a disability, whatever. Um, people don't have to like me for any reason they want. Um, and certainly some people just don't like disabled people. They just, they don't. And you know what? That is awful, but sometimes they just don't. And for me, it's almost like if somebody wants to hate me because they don't like the way I talk, if I'm annoying, um, if they don't like my mannerisms, if they don't like you know, the movies I make, if they don't like what I do, if they don't even like me because I'm disabled, that's fine. But there's something so infuriating. It's like, hate me for who I am. Right? Not, not like, what your image in your head of is. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. Just don't like make something up. Like I see like, you know, there are threads, go, they're not very active, but you know, there's threads online where people just gossip about people. And some of the stuff I've seen in there about myself is just like, where were you? You it's just completely made up nonsense, yeah. and it's like these parasocial relationships are really bizarre it, to me. Yeah, I, I, I almost like feel like I need to like look at research about it because it is bizarre, and like there's no, and it's funny because there, there if God willing, this this thing we're recording right now finds an audience. There, there are people right now who are like, oh how. <laughs> What they're complaining about for whatever no, reason. I was literally just like that as soon as I said it. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> um, and like I, I, I understood. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a friend of mine who works, uh, he, he works in like the New York film business for years, is like a gaffer and stuff. He was saying there's this weird thing where like it's okay for like um, for behind the camera to have a bad day, yes. but if an actor or an actress has a bad, we just say actor now. If an actor has a bad, if a performer has a bad day, like oh they're stuck up for whatever reason like at all times you're supposed to be grateful and you're not allowed to complain Humble. you're not allowed to like and it's it's always like when people are like oh why you always bitching about it's like if something if something's happened to me through what i do that's like negative or i don't like it, i'm allowed to like sit, like express that i don't like the thing and and when right. when a lawyer says Oh, I don't like it when clients do X or Y. No one goes, well, you're the one who wanted to be a lawyer. Should have mm-hmm. been, been a doctor. Oh, you're very That's smart. Really That's a really good point. You know, it's like, because I think people see people on the internet as like, you know, if you're an online personality, for instance, right? They, we're reality TV to some people. Not that we're like hugely famous, but like to some people, we are reality TV. So, you know, they... <laughs> 
it's like they expect us to have like the same kind of um what is the word i'm looking for etiquette as one would if they are a big celebrity with a pr team that is like i know they're saying this about you but do not comment or if you comment i'm gonna write this up for you post this tweet this whatever it's all they expect that but in the same breath i felt what you were talking about as soon as i said it like people are gonna come after me because i'm complaining about it but no there is a difference what i said was i don't understand parasocial relationships in this kind of like entitlement is what i meant because like i said i was a huge fan and still am of both you and josh and i still am so like when we're talking as friends it's awesome because we're friends but there's also this other part of me that's kind of fangirly do you know what i'm saying like you I do. can still be a fan without being i'm not entitled to your life i'm not entitled to an explanation i'm not entitled to these things because i'm a fan of yours does that make sense that's kind of that's it does what i meant and and even as myself as a fan and it's made me like i wonder if this is true for you it's made me empathize with like legitimately famous people in a way i never could mm -hmm. um just like the <laughs> like I met Paul McCartney once and he was great it was that it was like meeting Paul McCartney from like a hard day's night like he was that guy he was like oh hello and like gave me like a nice 30 seconds um but I I, I I told a friend of mine who was a big Beatles fan he's like yeah I met him with my mom when I was four he was a big dick and what I realized there it's like you know Imagine every time you did anything, someone shoved a microphone in your face. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your mom just died. And then someone asks you about some stupid fucking question designed to piss you off. Like, mm -hmm. and like how many, how many people in, how many people in show business who are considered difficult are that way because early on they got into it with a reporter and then that's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. I um, we're people, right? Like, we're, everyone's a person at the end of the day. And I, I just... That said, I hope I get on TMZ. No, you definitely <laughs> will. I think it's hard to... Because I the one part I do understand in some respects, especially as somebody who is like, quote, whatever, content creator or something, is like, you know... Well, here, here's a distinction we'll make. I, I know this to, to be true, but let me confirm it. Sometimes when you're out in public, people will recognize you. Yeah. Sure. Right. So, like, just just from there, we're, we are whatever that thing is. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, you know, from a content creation, creator perspective, I think I used to really censor myself more and be less reactive and stuff. And I feel like at this point in time, I'm just, like, I don't want to ever fit into a mold or be anything really than like what I am and what I'm trying to do. So like if somebody says something to me that is just absolutely outrageous and it's something that kind of fits into a narrative of like, no, this is, this is why there are problems because many, many people share the same mindset. I don't like, you know, calmly say, okay, let's talk about this. I'll be like, no, don't do this. I literally made a video today. I was like, don't do this. Cause it's like, this is how I feel. Don't do it. Like, yeah. But there's an expectation to not be reactive. And, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I don't know. My relationship with social media is so new. I was never, ever a social media person ever. And it's new and it's weird because I don't even understand social media etiquette because I was, like I said, very offline for a very long time. So. I've, I've always been extremely online, but never used, like I used Facebook, like to communicate with people. Mm -hmm. 
and Instagram to look. So I was, I'm, you know, it's not like new to it. Um, so like definitely being like a quote creator is new to me. Gen Z seems to think that they invented being horrible on the internet, which they they didn't. They're like, no. it's like okay, boomers. That we. It's like listen. I mean, you should have seen what it was like in two thousand and two. Right. Uh, people were like, you know, you didn't you didn't invent being an asshole. I'm, I'm sorry. No. That said, I love Gen Z. I think I think uh, they're. Oh yeah, me too. I think they're a psychotic, in a bad way, but I also think they're so very capable and are going to be like one, truly one of the greatest generations. Oh, I I agree. I absolutely agree with that. Hundred percent. I think they really are tuned into the veil has been lifted for them because they have had the internet and uncensored internet in a lot of ways. And I think you know I've had I had the internet for like half of my life. Um, they've had it their whole lives and just this like unlimited information the veil has been totally lifted like they don't you know they don't they see through the bullshit yeah they're, they see, they're, they're very they skeptical see through the bullshit which like and, yeah and that's why their their humor is you're a millennial right yes so we can refer to them as as other um <laughs> their humor is very uh is very absurdist and like what yeah. else what else would it be when when right. it, they're like you know they're They've really lived the concept of postmodernism, and just just you know the the central idea being that like everything is kind of bullshit. Or, it's like they're, they're nihilistic by necessity because like what kind of future are they going to have? Right. Let's be honest. Especially like, what kind of future are we all going to have? Not great, but like these are very young people, and what are they? They're staring down the barrel of like, they, they, a climate crisis, and you know it's terrifying. They came of age. I'm terrified. They came of age just as a major, major social and economic revolution on the order of the agricultural revolution and the industrial revolution happened. And those always like, you know, there was a revolution in Russia because of because of that. And, you know, I, I, I tend to think like um, I'm, I'm very excited about where politics is going, actually, because yeah. I, I think um Right and left are kind of right and left as I understand them of someone coming up of age in the eighties and nineties are mm-hmm. very very almost obsolete. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <clears throat> like it's obsolete. Like you know, we can get into like microeconomics, but let's not. Um, I, I'm just excited to see what comes next with them, and I think so. Thank you, Gen Z. Thank you for embracing me on your platform. Who am I looking at? I don't know. <laughs> right, and I you know I will say I think the TikTok hearing was like really interesting because it was very much you know a lot of these congressional hearings they're all an absolute shit show excuse my language but um you know a lot of times like even i've watched them and there's some legalese i don't really know exactly what they're talking about you know i'm like okay that's they seem like they're being crappy to each other that doesn't make sense but whatever but this is like i knew exactly what they were talking about we were all way more well versed in a topic than they were and to really see how incompetent these people are across the board was like, oh, because we all collectively had significantly more knowledge of even basic, you know, how the algorithm works. Um, and they would just and clearly had no idea. Well, those things exist, especially a, a hearing of that nature, exists for everybody to get their, like, little sound bite that they can put on mm-hmm. Twitter. Like, for, oh, I know. For, for the yes queens. the news stories afterwards? It was like, oh, CEO slammed, schooled by blah, blah, blah. And they have these little sound bites where they're like, does it do this? And he's like, I'm sorry. I don't think I understand the question. They're like, he couldn't even answer a question. It's like, because you just asked him an absurd question. Like, yeah, usually, it doesn't even make sense. And it wasn't even a yes or no. They're like, they'll ask him 
amount, like how many, in what way do you collect data? And he's like, uh, it's a yes or no. It's like, it wasn't a yes or no question. And, <laughs> and, like, and no the title question. was Congressman Destroys in all, yes. in all caps. Uh, yes. That guy. Yes. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I have mixed feelings about it because like what I always want to say to people is like because USA bad, that does not mean China good. And right. So I, I like trust me, it really doesn't. Um, but like it's just I find this find it weird when I've been complaining about the censorship on this app uh, mm-hmm. that now I'm like you know go TikTok f- fight the power you know right. Chinese tech right. billionaires I hope you win right because I mean we do have a it's TikTok has provided us a unique thing which is an algorithm that isn't influenced it's very it's democratized an, it's an organic it's just an organic algorithm what is out there is what people are interacting with Mm -hmm. so you know i mean that's why i think like these other social media platforms are kind of falling short because for the first time there isn't something that's kind of being influenced by these other forces so it makes all the other ones fall short because it's like well this seems really um kind of fake it's clear i'm being advertised to on these other platforms now when i didn't even notice before now i'm like oh i feel like this is a something's pushing a narrative something's trying to sell me something try someone's trying to make me feel a certain way about myself you know it's very transparent it's very clear to me now because we have this other thing that is truly organic in in theory joe or jane six-pack can put up a video and that that is that is equally likely we're getting rid of a few mitigating factors as like Kim Kardashian to go viral because Kim Kardashian's video won't go viral if it's not if it, I don't want to say good if it's not engaging um, right. and it's like and I owe, I owe so much to TikTok I'll, I'll speak for myself here oh me too um, so as much as I've, I've, I've bitched about the censorship uh, and it's really not the censorship it's it's just like the bots not being up to the task of content moderation as much as have I've, you found it have you found it any better recently, like with getting violations or getting you know, banned or anything? I have found that it's been not as um, I, 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 reactive, maybe. I like want to say it's gotten like better nothing, because and then your account's gone. I had a, I had a video that did that did I posted like three weeks ago. Now it's up to ten million, so it's like a high performer. And in the past, on the way to in between zero and ten million, there would have been a, there would have been a couple of temporary bans. You know what I mean? Where you, mm-hmm. you know where you get it back in like a half hour, and that never happened. And I want to say I've been, if if they, in terms of like the videos, I think it's got it better with the live streams. I don't think I just like can't go live on TikTok without being afraid of getting it taken down for hateful no, hateful behavior. Um, or I didn't mind taking down once for that. There's one only time I like lost live, but you were right. You were like, just don't be on for too long. I remember you telling me that a long time ago, and I was on for too long. And then I was like, oh, what is this? And I, I appealed it, and they were, I mean, the funny thing is, I was live for like three hours, and I sent in the appeal, and three minutes later, they were like, yeah, no, you violated it. Yeah, yeah. It didn't, it didn't review it. What kind of, com- your computer parsed through three hours of video. Right. And, all, right. and that was smart enough to do, like, I don't know. But, you know, like, the, the, the devil's advocate to the TikTok um, bad content moderation is you have to, someone, I don't know who said this to me, but I was like, oh, it's a good way to think of it. You have to understand that they're dealing with millions of hours of video every hour. Plus among those millions of hours, there's like horrific stuff, whether it's like, you know, like CP or, um, 
or like you know people getting their heads chopped off. So like it just pays uh, to like have a shoot first, ask questions later approach to it. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. You know, it, it sucks for me because it weaponizes. It. And what I always like, I always felt like if it were ever going to get solved, it would take like a consortium of of different people. Mm-hmm. By that I mean like you would need because like let's say you're a you're a Christian content creator mm-hmm. and you're not breaking the the community guidelines other than like you know I believe this X Y and Z and you're doing it in a respectful way or you know they're they're going to be people they're going to be like militant atheists who are like I hate Christians so I'm going to spam report this till it gets right so w- when that happens to a Christian people of that think like oh well this app is biased against Christians. When it happens to queer people, queer people are like, oh, this app is biased against queer people, to Marvel fans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I would right. think the only way, and it's frustrating because the only way like, to get any, I, I thought about like going to the press with this, but it's like they wouldn't want to hear that. They, they'd want to hear, I could get on the press, I, I could get traction for saying like, oh, it, it, it's anti-LGBT. Right. But which, which isn't like... In like an actual point of fact, yes, that's what it was in this this case, but that's not what the actual right. the actual problem. Is. People are often very stupid. They'll be like, "Well, so you you support conservative Christians because that's what you just said." And it's like, "No, I didn't right. fucking say that." It's like you can't win. On the right? Internet. There's no winning on the internet, and <laughs> you know, it's there's just not like there's no winning, and you know, I think it's like so interesting that I feel like the I don't know like I know that you know you you and Josh get so many like hateful comments and it's just like I mean it has to you know there's no way it doesn't like get to you like especially you know I think you said something in the past like it doesn't bother you as much when people say something about you but when something you know people are saying something about Josh it's like it's harder for you because you know you love Josh, so of course that's you know. I think the difference is like sometimes the it'll, when it's about me, it'll be like it'll make me sad that they think that way. When they say stuff about Josh, it, it makes me angry. Yeah, because yeah, it's right, like my instinct right. to like you know to like fight for her or whatever. Um, that's how my partner is. He gets so mad, and he'll like you know be feverishly like commenting back to people because he's so angry, and I'm like, that's I'm me. Not even that's I'm not me. mad. I'm like, I, same thing. Like, oh, that's that's unfortunate. They um, feel that way. That's unfortunate. They think that way, and I hope they don't have to encounter people like me um, because you know they are clearly ignorant to my situation. But I mean, he like I've woken up at like four a.m. Like, sitting there like, and I'm like, it's so okay. He's like, no, they said this thing about you. It was so mean or it was untrue. And you know, I think that's yeah. He gets well, angry. He doesn't even have people say stuff to him, but like about me, it's. Well, you just said it. You can't win. You're not gonna. You're not gonna change their mind. You're not gonna get them to. the The best. The best you can hope for it is to make them feel like shit. Which I don't want to get all like you know. Uh, I was gonna say Dalai Lama, but that that's not a good reference to drop right now. Right. Um. I see. I would love to. I would love to make a TikTok about that, but who needs it? Um. But like, you're you're just not gonna win. And like, sometimes I'll like try to be like. I'll try to be like, well, you do this because, uh, you know, you feel sad. But, like, even then, like, 
sociopaths don't care about that. Sociopaths are sociopaths because they're sociopaths. I know. I learned that from The Sopranos, but still. Thinking about, like, have you found... Okay, so, like, in my experience, um, initially, I think um, my... Especially the stuff I was doing with healthcare stuff came across as very much patients versus healthcare workers. But, you know, I made sure to make an effort to be like, no, healthcare workers and patients are in this together because... But a lot of the reason patients aren't being treated right is because the providers are not being treated right. So we're in this together, right? Um, but I've noticed even prior to kind of announcing that, you know, I have a lot of really angry people in my comment section. And every now and again, you know, I'll be able to have a dialogue with someone. And, like, I'd say there's at least 15 people that absolutely hated my guts, just commented and said the terrible things on every video. And I would reply to them. And they've been like you've changed my mind and now they follow me and now we're friends. So is that something, you know, it's sometimes hard cause it's like, you don't want to interact with these people cause 99% of the time they're just somebody who isn't really actually genuinely asking you a question. They're just trying to be difficult, but like, it's like, you don't want to risk not, you know, changing someone's mind about something. Like, do you feel that way too? Have you changed anyone's mind I, or I, perspective? I know I have, I know I have. And th- mm-hmm. that's why I'm, I'm always very careful. Like when someone in my life, like they're talking shit about Christians I'll be like, you know, I would, I wouldn't want, I, I would want someone to come think I'm very objectionable, but then learn that I'm not. And that would, I, I would assume reverberate into other things, I think, and make them challenge their, you know, like Michael Jordan said famously, um, Republicans buy sneakers too. Right. Wait, 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 he meant it just like, I don't want to like, I want to sell sneakers to as many people as possible. And, right. and I, 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 kind of agree with that, like, from that perspective, but also just from the, you know, like, you're, if your only experience with, with, with people who are progressive or whatever is them yelling at you and calling you horrible, then, like, you're just gonna, and, and that, that goes both ways, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you, your instinct is, is always going to be, like... Absolutely. <clears throat> so, yeah. And I used to be aggressive about everything. I was very you know, aggressive as a teenager about, you know, um, animal rights and being vegan and like LGBTQ rights and like, you know, you know, civil rights and, you know, being anti-racist and like, I'm still all of those things, but I'm not like getting in people's faces, literally being like, okay, so you hate animals because you're not like, you know what I mean? Like people are going to be like, if I'm the only vegan they have met, they're going to be like, I don't like vegans. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it doesn't work. Being so aggressive doesn't, it doesn't work, you know, like you're totally right about that. It's like, you can't, as long as like, people expect you to be reactive too, you know, cause. It, it also goes to like, to, to reiterate your point of you can't win. When you, when you clap back at someone, you're, you are truly giving them exactly what they wanted. I know. Um, I know that. And like, you know, I, I'm, I'd like to think I'm, I'm capable of great kindness because of that ability, I'm also capable of, of great cruelty, especially, um, you know, and like sometimes I'll like, I'll type something out and not hit send, just like the most vicious. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. Just to like get the, the, the poison it out. It feels like you did, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got it out, but you don't have that <laughs> bad feeling of like, uh, I get a bad feeling, even if, I, even if it's quote deserved, I'll get a really sick feeling because that's not me, you know what I mean? I don't feel good about saying something nasty. And I delete videos all the time where I'm reactive. I made two today where I, you know, was a little bit pissed off and the point was there and they're good points, but, like, I kind of 
feel icky about them, I'll probably delete them. I wasn't mean at all. I was just like, don't do this. You know, it's like... If you, if you put yourself in the headspace of, of like someone who it would hurt, who doesn't deserve right. it, who, yeah. who who doesn't deserve it. That's why, like, you know, I always want to make a joke about, like, you know, thank God the Internet exists so ugly, average people can feel like they they matter for a split second. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, nastier than that. But, like, you know, that, that just sounds conceited. And, like, what am I... What, and I, Or I had one about... I made some joke about diabetes mm. as it relates to, like, some candy bar I was eating. But, like, I don't want to, like, make some poor guy who likes my videos or gal who likes my videos feel shitty about their diabetes. Right. Or if I call... If a, you know, if a, if a fat person says something mean to me and, like, you know, that's the most obvious thing to clap back, what about... You know, first of all, I grew up fat, so like yeah, I knew, yeah, it, it, I remember you, you making some content about that. Um, so like I get, I get it, and like <clears throat> I, I put myself in the headspace of somebody who likes me, and it's like I'm insulting them too. So it's just you know, you know, I, I wish everyone was as nice as us, Tara. You know, because <laughs> yeah, not try, everyone I try is. to be nice, and I think it's a delicate balance between being nice and being you know um, conscious of what you know we're saying. Because of things like that, like, you know, I could say something in passing, you could say something in passing that might hurt someone's feelings. So being conscious of that. Um, but there's also, you know, just being too nice about it. I, I feel like I used to be, like, really too nice about it. And it's like, here's the thing, with certain things, like with the Farrah video, or with the plan of Fitness stuff, or with whatever other videos I made that went viral for silly reasons, like, I didn't really care. Because I'm like, okay, who cares? That doesn't really matter. But, like, for me... Um, I didn't even want people to know I had a disability. I didn't even want people to know I was sick. I am very, I struggle a lot with my health and I struggle, I have had to struggle and advocate for myself an enormous amount to get to where I am today. Like I was in a wheelchair for a long time. I didn't have cognitive function after encephalitis for a very long time. I have had to claw my way back to life. And it is so personal to me that it is very difficult for me to kind of um, respond more objectively, like I quote about somebody being like, I don't think you actually canceled your Planet Fitness membership. But if someone wants to say, I don't think you're playing the whole recording when you got thrown out of the ER, like it makes my blood boil because it's like, you don't know what it's like to be me. And I feel like maybe I'm, this isn't true, but do you or Josh or collectively do the two of you feel that way because a lot of, even if your content isn't about your relationship, people make it about your relationship. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if there's yeah. the two of you together... Well, that that's... Even beyond, like, that... Like, because there's three entities in our relationship it, mm-hmm. publicly. There's me, the individual, mm-hmm. Josh, the individual, then mm-hmm. then Josh and Natty as a, yeah. as a couple. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the third... Yeah, and, of- like, sometimes what's good for one would could be bad for the other, or... You know what I mean? So that's it's something to navigate. And, I mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of happy to be here <laughs> at the end of the day. But, yeah. and like, I, I was saying this recently, like, I, one thing, the only thing that I kind of regret, and I wish the world were different, is like, I kind of deal in dick and fart jokes. Like, yeah. I, I grew up watching Howard Stern and like, I have like very, like Wayne's World, like very, yeah. like very typically young male dick and fart joke humor. And it, it I find it, sad in a way that there are a lot of people not even like necessarily homophobes but 
but like there might be like a 17 year old kid who would like my humor who would just like be turned away from my content just because he'd be like oh that's like gay and I'm not into that not even a homophobic way just yeah, like I don't watch E I don't watch E uh, right, or Bravo right. which is like you know fine I don't watch those things either um, if both of us are sitting there we like oh we gotta post something and it's like ah, should we go to the well and make you know make the same joke about age penises or whatever sometimes right Right, right. <clears throat> it, How does that work? Does that work well? Like, um, kind of, like you said, like, going to the well, like, kind of doing... Because I, um, I find that that... If I have a bit... Because I kind of, like, like to follow a bit with my stuff. Like, someone will go viral, and then I'll make other videos that are kind of poking fun at the original virality. And then after, like, a week or so, I'm like, that... I, I'm not... I'm going to let that die. Well... Um, but I've never really tried to, like, kind of dip... Do you know what I'm saying? I do, I do. Like, the thing is, you can have all the plans you want, but, like, you never know what's going to what's gonna do well and what's going to not. But it, it's really just as simple as, like, I feel like I should post just to post because I'm someone who posts. What can I do that requires no thought? Right. Um, I wish I had a ferret. <laughs> would you... Well, would, I have two of them. Have, have the, when was the last time they made an appearance? It's been a while. Um, they made an appearance um, a couple times on the live. Um, just like here and there. I haven't made a video about them in a while. I, I have to say I admire your your ferret restraint. <clears throat> and yeah, not becoming the ferret girl. It's like, I don't want to be the ferret girl, and I think I easily could. Um, you, you navigated that beautifully. Like, generals like, should study that. I think, you know, like... I think it's interesting to think of it maybe like, okay, so you said like, you know, you're a musician and I know you say you don't, you can't really sing anymore, but like, um, did you have an original plan with starting your platform? Were you like, I want to do this so that I will inevitably get a following as <coughs> this blank. I want people to know me as blank. What happened was that? during the, the pandemic, uh, my, the business I was running went poof, ceased to exist because of the pandemic. Because everyone was, it was a service business, and people started working from home. So boom, gone. I'm like, what do I do? At the time, I was, um, I was like very lean and muscular, like you know, like abs and veins everywhere. So I'm like, I don't know, I'll be a fitness uh, content creator, and I'll, and the shtick will be I'll, I'll review junk food, and the implication being like, you can be in shape and still eat. Right. Flexible dieting was a thing. And I got out of that for a variety of reasons. One, it was like fitness content I find boring. I, I find it interesting, but like if you're doing it right, you're going to have to just repeat yourself because there's really not that right. much to it. It's like right. lift weights and watch what you eat. Like, yeah. Go, go for it. Right. Um, but like what I did that for a year and nobody watched. Mm. But I got the I got the discipline of like making a video every day, a minute long, and you know, got good or whatever on camera. And then I, I just went on TikTok and, like, did well right off the bat. Oh, that's good. So it, it was, like, out of desperate... It was the same reason, you know, people get sober. <laughs> it was, like... Right. It was desperation. It was, like, I got to figure out something. A, to, yeah. like, fill my days during the pandemic. And B, like... Because, you know, I'd always, like... Um, I, I gave up being a singer at, like, 37... Which sucked, like, you know, and I, I probably waited too long to, like, say, okay, like, this ain't gonna happen. But, like, it was always just, like, ah, oh, you know, I, I always just wanted to be doing something creative. That's why I'm, like, right. I'm, I'm plenty happy, you know, not necessarily, like, 
feeling artistically fulfilled as long as I'm like performing in some. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I, I, I view that as a win. So yep. yeah, that's that's my story. Well, Tara, this has been a wonderful, wonderful hour. Thank you yes, so yeah, very thank much. You. Thank um, you. This has been so fun. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, awesome. I hope to have you on again in the in the next month or two. Whenever. We'll uh, we'll I'll tag team it with uh, the lovely and talented Joshi Washi. Yes, I love that. Um, and everyone, you could click below for all of Tara's links, which Tara will email me so I do them all right. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> and this will be up on uh, on Thursday, Tara. Oh, again. I'm going to have to be, um, my mouse hand is going to be clicking because I'm doing all the stuff I have to cut out. Like, I'm telling nobody that it's going to be up on Thursday. You know what? Maybe I'll keep this in. You don't own me. Why you know? not? Because, you know, I think, I think there's something great about kind of seeing, like, behind the scenes of how things are done. Because I think a lot of people are intimidated by the prospect of doing something like a podcast. Because those little details... They are like, how is that done? I, I love when you leave stuff like that in because then it's like, oh, that's oh. how it's done. Okay, that's I could do that, you know? Do you have another five because you just reminded oh, yeah. me of something. You were saying about Gen Z with uh like they see through all the bullshit because they grew up on the internet. Yeah. Which is the big reason why they, they like you always hear Gen Z likes authenticity. Yes. And that's precisely precisely because of that. Um, so actually maybe, yeah, I don't think, uh, I think we're, um, it, there's something really beautiful about not being gate, gatekeepy, you know, just being super transparent. Cause like, yeah, then it's like, Oh, I can do this too. Yeah. And I, I think that's part of it. Like it, it, people seem to, and maybe this moment's about to end. I hope not. People seem to like, like stuff that were, they look at it like, Oh, I could do that. So for all you bisexual muscular men with mustaches who want to be on the internet, if I can do it, you can too. This is how it's done. <laughs> yeah, it starts with just like hitting record and then hitting post. And that's really mm-hmm. all it is to it. And then, you know, then the fates decide where you're going to go. Right. Um, and if, if Tara can do it, well, only Tara can do what Tara can do. Oh, and one last question. Yeah. Do you refer to yourself as Pogsy ever? Um. Do you wish you could change your TikTok handle to Tara Rule? Have you I looked do. into it? Yeah, I do. I do because, um, yeah, I kind of do. I don't know, though. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I feel like it would be easier to find me if I was just hair roll, but then again, I do feel that just the name itself has just been part of it. And, you know, to be honest, the name, my username, it's so funny just like how this whole thing has worked i wanted to be on i wanted to be on tiktok so i could promote my films which as we saw that did not work so i just did other stuff which is now circling back to me being able to share my films because i'm doing this docuseries and i didn't want people to know i was sick or disabled but i so happened to pick a user username that i don't think i've ever said this publicly my username it comes from when i had after i had encephalitis i had like so many cognitive functions and I was with a couple of my friends and we would play Scrabble because I was having a I really couldn't spell and I was having a very difficult time reading so we would play Scrabble you know to try to get my brain working again it's like riding a bike you can kind of start to remember and I was like didn't have any letters left and I was like oh my god I'm gonna slam them it was gonna be like such a you know I was gonna win the game and I put it down 
and it was Pogsy, P-O-G-S-Y. And I was like, boom. And my friend was like, what? I was like, Pogsy. And she was like, what is Pogsy? I'm like, what do you mean, what is Pogsy? And she's like, that's not a word. I'm like, it's definitely a word. She's like, no, it's not. She's like, what does it mean? I'm like, I don't know what it means, but it's 100% a word. So I looked it up and it wasn't a word, but then she just started calling me Pogsy and some of my friends started calling me Pogsy. And so that's... Okay. So it's interesting how it all kind of ties together where I didn't want people to know that about me, but that's a username picked. Interesting. If you now if you change it, I'll be mad. 